Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. September 15th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. On your Friday morning, we made it. The end of the week. We had football last night, and we're going to get a heck of a lot more of it over the next 48, 36 72 hours, you name it. A lot of football coming down the pipe, and we're pumped up about that. Nick Roush, how are you on this Friday morning? I'm doing well. Uh, excited to be here. Um, and uh, feeling feeling good, feeling ready to roll. Um, had a very unexpected Thursday. It's like it, you, just, you never know what's going to hit you. It may, it, it, Thursday made me feel both young and old. It made me feel young in that my buddy said, hey, I got a – Free ticket to Bourbon Beyond. Wife ditched me. You want to come? It's like, oh, yeah, sure. Spur of the moment, last minute plans. That made me feel young. What made me feel old is like standing up at the concert, having a great time, but then being like, oh, man, I'm getting pretty tired. We, it's about time to go home. And uh, yeah, we left before the last big person. I didn't really care to see her and got back to my house at like, I don't know, 945. And it felt like, 11.45, so a great, young, ready to rock, ready to get up and be spontaneous, but very old in my bones, just, yeah, yeah very old. Volleyball game Wednesday, Bourbon Beyond last night, you're, I don't think you're old, you're out doing, you're out and about, who was the, who was the, the woman performer that wasn't worth your time? Uh, Brandy Carlisle, which mm. we heard some of her on the way out, and she sounded fine, but it's like, I don't, I'm good. Like, I'm, uh, yeah, there's no need to be out at 945 for Brandy Carlisle. No offense to Brandy, right? Carlisle. Right, but well, yeah, and that was kind of like, like, Train was one of the bands we like they played, and it's like, yeah, like, I'll okay, Train, that's fine, but like, I'm not gonna stay out late to watch Train, they were fine at 6 30 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Nobody's uh, going to 10 p.m. for train unless you're John Calipari, of course. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but what, Billy he, Strings was the the big show, and that guy, I've never seen anybody play guitar like that. Um, that was that was incredible. 
He's uh, if you haven't, you, you might not like the the bluegrass all the way. I'm 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 a fan to an extent. You know, I like a I like a good amount of bluegrass in my life. TJ makes me feel like uh, I'm 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 amongst my people when I'm jamming to some bluegrass. Uh, but his guitar solos and he would like switch back and forth from acoustic to metal. I mean, it was. It was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Um, and then at one point, they brought out a guy from Kentucky. And his name was Matt Cleveland. He's a blind fiddler. And, dude, this guy was, I mean, it. I was like, really? This kind of bigger guy in a Hawaiian shirt? Like, he's supposed to be? And he was just shredding. Just absolutely shredding. It was, uh, it was very cool. Very fun show. Um, and it, it's a lot of fun because, like, I just don't uh, – I mean, it was one of my buddies I don't see very often. And uh, last time he uh, he did this about 10 years ago, and we went to go see Old Crow Medicine Show. <laughs> it's just like, hey, man, you want to go to this? this? This could be fun. It's like, all right, let's do it. So I guess uh, 10 years from now, we'll, we'll do another bluegrass show. The wife is going tonight to Bourbon and Beyond. I am tentatively planned to stay home, and I'm I, that's kind of my preference. I've it's not that I wouldn't want to go to Bourbon Beyond. I know I'd probably have a good time, but babysitter, late night, all that sort of stuff, it'd probably just be easier for me to stay home, watch TV, although I don't think there's any good games on tonight, unfortunately. There's, um, Maryland, uh, Virginia. Yeah, UTSA has a game. That, so we, we got home in time for, to watch the end of the Navy-Memphis game. Did you, did you see that? No, but I, I made a bet for Saturday, and I was like, eh. You know, I was only going to make like a $20 bet on IU to cover. I just wanted to throw a little money on IU. And I was like, you know, what if I take a couple money line heavy favorites just to make this plus 10 a little juicier? So I ended up throwing in Maryland, Memphis, and Florida State to the IU plus 10, but I just took the money lines on those. Like Memphis is not going to lose to Navy. Maryland's Ooh. not going to lose to Virginia. Florida State's Ooh. not going to lose to Boston College. So I just added a little juice to my bet. However, I when I went to bed, it was, I think, just like a 4.7 point game. So I did not see the end of it, though. Yeah, well, they just – it was just uh, turnover, 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 turnover. Um, <laughs> to the point where – you thought Navy didn't have a shot, but then it was third and 11, and Memphis decided to try to throw for the first down with under two minutes to play, and Navy picked it off, got it around the 50, uh, marched down the field, and they had a fourth and eight, I want to say, no, fourth and six. Um, the play ended with nine seconds on the clock, and I they might have had one timeout left, or they might not, they might not have had any. But they put the ball down. They've got to stop for measurement. And it's like, oh, man, I didn't think they got it. And they gave them the first down. It was a horrible spot. So you're like, you know what? Our, our armed services, they deserve a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Um, but, I mean, everybody was kind of blown away, even the announcers. And they blew it dead. I don't know if you've heard Matt Austin, Louisville native Matt Austin. He's typically not the most decisive um, replay official in the booth and he just was immediately like yeah I've got this ball short this is uh they're gonna overturn this and it's gonna be a uh, Memphis ball and sure enough like they almost immediately overturned it Memphis ball game over but um it was uh it was quite the scare for the Tigers Navy uh Navy held held tough uh no longer triple option Navy too that's kind of weird kind of weird to see 
That is weird. That's uh, something different. It's going to take a little getting used to. Uh, well, yeah, some solid football. We'll get to it. We've got to get to our producer, though. Justin Kalen, how are you? This is probably the longest we've ever thrown it to you. I am uh, regretful that I didn't take your well wishes earlier in the week because I am full-blown sick today. I have lost probably three pounds in snot. I woke up, you know, you know how when you're sleeping and you wake up and you got like the crust around the edge of your nose because you've just been snotting all night. So that's what I've been dealing with here today. My throat's still a little sore, full blown sick. Wish I'd have taken your well wishes earlier this week, DJ. Yeah, but you're uh, not getting them back, unfortunately. But so, over yep. uh, the o- the only thing I can say is I hope you feel this way for weeks upon end. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That stinks. I, I know exactly. Like, if I didn't know any better, I would think that I could have gotten you sick, but I, I hadn't seen you. Uh, but the good news is mine was really, like, this time last week, it was hilarious how much I was blowing my nose, coughing, snotting, sneezing. It was disgusting. My least favorite thing, Scoots, is, like, when you're really congested or sneezing and snotty or coughing or whatever it may be, and you wake up the next morning, and you're like, I don't feel 100%, but as of right now, everything's like intact and then it just takes one cough or one sneeze or the first time you blow your nose and you're like holy smokes what had been inside my body and for how long had it just been chilling there and then it's like opening the floodgates where it's just you pick right back up where you left off the night before but I hate that first wake up cough first wake up blowing your nose um it's it's the worst is it green is your stuff green no it is it's all clear so i don't that's good yeah. mine was clear too so no infection that's good yeah but i know i know what you're saying tj because this morning i woke up and i was like man other than the crustiness around my nose i'm like i'm i feel really good today and i went in the bathroom blew my nose and no less than a pound of snot came out and i was like oh gosh i'm this is not good and i've been blowing my love- nose ever since I love the the thought of it actually being a pound because a pound of snot would be Roush. I don't think you understand. At least I I don't think you understand what a pound (laughs) is. Like that's like a gallon. Like you'd have to fill up a milk jug. I maybe have today. Who? Did you you taken the allergy pills? I have not. No, and that's probably where I went wrong. I did sleep with the window closed last night, though. Okay, there we no, go. There's not, that's not going to do it. You need to fully lean into it. I need oh, to get... So windows more open. More open. Take on the allergies. Say, I'll, I've taken your best shot. Give me more of you. And then you'll you get healed. <laughs> I need to take the advice of Plumley Bro from earlier this week and go get some Claritin-D because I just think the allergy medicine I have is not doing it for me. And, and understandable because it's off-brand, but yeah, and, I need to go get you some haven't taken stuff. it. And like because you have to actually take it for it to work. <laughs> that's a good point. Because, I forgot that part. Yeah, like that—that's that, a big part of medicine. Like you can have it in the bottle, but until you open it and you put it in your hand and then you swallow it, it's not—it's not really good for anything. Oh, I, th- I thought it worked just sitting in the cabinet too. Dang it, <laughs> Scoots. Uh, have you figured out what a pound is yet? Uh, I have not. No, it's about a dollar twenty-five in American dollars. Oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> good joke. Wasn't sure which time. way you're. Wasn't sure which way you were going to go with that, TJ. I thought you might be like ounce conversion. You could have done really, that. really got me there. You know, <laughs> with the, the dollar twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. That would have worked. That would have worked as well. Scooch, are you calling a game tonight? I am. Yes. Which whew, that might be interesting. Are you going to need to tap out? I am not going to need to tap out. I, the one thing I'm banking on is 
it's Jeffersonville and Floyd Central, which is a huge rivalry. Floyd Central's been playing really, really well. Jeffersonville has struggled, to say the least. So I do have a potential running clock in my favor, but i gotta keep got to keep my fingers crossed for that. So the Red Devils are having a hellish season, you're saying? Well, it's, it's been rough. I, I really thought they were going to have a good season because they brought back their quarterback from last year, and he had played a couple uh, t- two years ago as well. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but it's bad. It's bad. You can use that line on the broadcast tonight. Oh, I will. Absolutely, yeah. I will. Yeah, I just came up with that one off the old I, noggin. So I don't feel free. Um, you don't even have to like cite me on it. I'll, I, I'm that cool. I don't sugarcoat anything. So if I'm feeling something that needs to be said on the broadcast, I'll do it. I like that's what we like to hear. And if you're not feeling well tonight, maybe you make it a, a four fireball shot night instead of just the average three. Mm, pre-game or halftime. Halftime. <laughs> <laughs> just a little push to get you through the final running clock there no i'm kidding i do hate that you feel bad though and i also hate when you feel bad and you like look at your weekend and you're kind of busy which i don't know if you've got anything going on saturday <laughs> oh let Sunday me let me tell you all let me tell you uh, all we're kind of running out of time on the show I... um, so we were gonna bring up no scoots i'm kidding go ahead our so i've told you all how i had to did i tell you all i had to work last saturday because our three best employees are off Yes, you were even having to clean hotel rooms, and it was a whole mess. Yes, so I have worked five days this week, right? Never work five days at the hotel. Four is my absolute max. It just doesn't make sense for me to go over there five days a week. So I'm there yesterday, my fifth day of the week, and I'm like in, I've got two room inspections left. My managers come up and help me. We're in like our last room. And my buddy Jake, my manager, looks at me and he goes, you still good for Saturday, right? And I was like, um, no. He's like, we never discussed Saturday. I've already been here five days this week. I'm definitely not coming back on Saturday. And he was like, oh, well, that's what's on the schedule. So I literally just dropped all my stuff and I walked out. I was so ticked off yesterday. Whoa. Whoa. Literally, I dropped my stuff in the room, went and clocked out, left the hotel. It's like I, I can't. That, wild, wild. Is that the mature response there, Scoots? I don't care. Like that wasn't the the way they dropped it on me. Like, hey, you you got to work Saturday was such BS. Like we never had that discussion. So I walked out thinking, like, okay, I'm just getting walked all over here, and I wasn't okay with it. So I told him, I was like, y'all, I'm leaving right now. Then because if I'm coming in Saturday, I'm done here today. It was like four o'clock. I was so ticked. So yeah, I, I, under, I understand the frustration. I just I don't, and I love the content for the radio show. You need to do more stuff like this. But I think maybe a professional conversation could have been more beneficial than the old one-two scoot storm out. Yeah, looking back, maybe so. But I mean, it's the second Saturday in a row. I don't work Saturdays. The second Saturday in a row, I'm going to have to work both my jobs. I've got that remote at Wooded View on Saturday, which I'm really looking forward to. But then Dugan calls me. Hey, buddy, how mad are you going to be at me if I make you do the broadcast alone on Saturday? Oh, could have seen that coming a mile away. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, me and Jeff Brahma become pretty good friends. He lives behind me, invited me to the game. I was like, dude, can go to the game. I'll figure out the broadcast. Good grief. So Saturday's just going to be a nightmare. The IUU of L game you're working. No, the so we're doing a remote out at Wooded View from 10 to 11, just like we did last week at Valley View. 
Um, but it was it's supposed to be an Indiana Louisville preview. So fortunately for me, I think Trevor will be on the board to run that. So I can at least banner back and forth with Trevor, and I'll have a few guests to interview as well. So oh, it probably I won't see. be that bad. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, big whoop about that. I thought he was saying like you need you're gonna have to work an entire broadcast. Oh no, at the studio. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, well, you knew you were doing that show anyways. Yeah. You don't have Dugan. Maybe a good show this time. <laughs> Boom roasted. It's, not, it's nice Dugan's finally able to get out and do something fun, Roush. No, I was no, worried no. that he was getting a little too pent up, not not out doing anything. I mean, did he ever like think that he wasn't going to go to that game in Indy? It looked yeah. like he was at Bourbon and Beyond last night. Yeah, did you see him, Roush? P. Diddy I, in the I, big city getting pictures with Billy Shrings. Roush is going to faint here and that. Oh, my gosh. Like, uh, of course. They, I bet they got VIP passes, probably. Do you think Billy Which, Shrings by the way, has the did, most... Oh, go ahead. Uh, no no VIP passes this year for the KRC crew? We didn't, I, wasn't, we, I wasn't even offered a single general admission pass. Forget yeah, VIP. I know. And we. I thought we got to give... Remember we used to give away tickets? That was fun. That's no. The whole budget went to the Rutherford show. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Do you think Billy Shrings has the most talented fingers in the in the country? My vote would be eight. Um, people like play guitar in real time. It is pretty like amazing. And I was a great guitar hero player, so I feel like I can probably speak on this. But it is right. just kind of like, you know, even if you just do like an air guitar and you think about like how active your fingers need to be up top and down low to hit the right chords. It's pretty impressive. I mean, pretty cool. My, Musicians. Vote, my vote would be for Amy because it was pretty impressive what she was doing with her fingers texting me the other day. She was lying. A lying <laughs> finger is what she was doing. Uh, we're going to get Amy. I haven't forgotten about Amy. We're going to get her. We're going to show up to one of her tennis matches and we're just going to heckle the absolute <laughs> crap out of her. I, uh, I, I, I like, I like what you're saying, TJ. Um, because yeah, I was just trying to like air guitar along with him at one point and it was wearing me out. I don't know how he like does it. Just the kind of continuous, like, and then to shift up when he would do his guitar solos and then just come back and it's just like the regular old bluegrass song. And you're like, how does he, and it's just like this, like, Average, like he's the most average-looking dude, like kind of a dumpy guy with long blonde hair, and you're just, I, I was, I was blown away. I couldn't believe this guy, and he drew quite a crowd. Like for whatever reason, bluegrass music—it's not just like the yokels. Hippies love bluegrass music, so you had a fun crowd of like mixed-in hippies and uh, country music people. I mean, it was a, it was a good mix. Uh, and then uh, the other, the other really good warm-up, Midland. I, they're fun. Well, Texas country. So it was, it, was, it was nice. We got the steel guitar early, and then we got the fiddle later on. It was it was uh, it was a ton of fun. That sounds like a real treat for your non-existent ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I uh, I found my or my in law. I had left my AirPods at my in laws. Brought them back for one of the shows, and like there was one show where we were. I was looking. I was like, God, you can't even see the AirPods sticking out. Of <laughs> you know weirdly enough when i was getting my hair cut the other day uh i was like man <laughs> my ears i feel like are getting bigger which is something i think happens when you get older like yeah you your nose and your ears the cartilage keeps growing. growing 
Yeah. yeah, right? I was like, man, my ears look a little bigger. And then to, to go with just the the saga, I guess, if you will, that is just the hair on top of my head, um, which, again, scoots just with the lowest of low blows yesterday when we were in studio together. I did, while I'm like noticing that my ears are a little bigger, I did notice at one point she secretly, like she didn't make a note of doing it. She just like in passing took the trimmers and like shaved a little bit of my ear. I was yeah. like, oh great! Not only are my ears getting bigger, now I'm going to be the hairy ear guy too. Like, oh no, what you... the hell is going on with my body? I feel like I'm a 13 year old girl. I I did the thing. Um, I'm sure Scoots can relate to this. I believe Scoots just gets the trimmers and goes over his head. But I I thought I missed a hair around the corner of my ear. No, it was just like a one inch long hair jutting out of the top of my ear <laughs> what the hell is this doing here the human body strange it's not necessarily oh. being any kinder to us in our old age if only we would have known this could have happened roush yep if only, only we had any evidence that humans get old but oh gosh which reminds me uh there was like before the show starts last night there was one lady laying down on the ground and had her arm up and she had more armpit hair than me I mean, I was just like, (laughs) and here's the thing. I'm not like, you know, do whatever you want to do. Like it's your body, but I, women with armpit hair, that's just always going to like, I'm never, I'm going to be like Billy Madison and go goo every time I see it. Like, I just can't, it's just not, it's just going to throw me off every time, no matter what. I agree. People can do whatever they want. Free country. I'm also allowed to have my own personal opinion to the things that you do. Uh, and I, I kind of agree with Roush. I think it's also something like if you got used to it, probably wouldn't be such a reaction. But it's still just always like, ah. That's why sometimes in Survivor where it's like, you know, day 24 and they're doing like the cameo and the girl will go to like to scratch your head. You'll be like, oh, yeah, this is authentic. If this you is the all, real island experience. If your all's wife had to have either hairy armpits or hairy legs, where are you going? You have to pick one. Hairy legs. That's a good question. Yeah, I couldn't do the armpit thing. Just it, it. Yeah, it just it's. I don't know. It's in my head. I it weirded out. Hairy legs. My legs are hairy. Like hell, they got hairy legs half the time anyway because you're too busy chasing after a kid to you know. But, Ralph, that. that same logic applies to your armpits, too. I know. It just grosses me out. <laughs> I agree with Roush. I think that, like, hairy legs, you'd notice more when you're, like, cuddled up or something. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, is that a rug? Yeah, what, what, what the heck's going on? <laughs> uh, you'd probably notice it more, but I, it's just the mental block. I, I agree with Roush. <laughs> I, I think that, like, the logistical answer would be, like, well, hairy yeah. armpits aren't going to bother me. I don't often tickle my wife's armpits, just usually on Sundays. But it's not a normal thing for me to do. Like brushing up against her legs are going to be more frequent. Um, but yeah, it's just a mental block thing. It, you know, shave your armpits. Hmm. I'm, don't, the, I'm the, I'm the opposite of you. Be a little grossed out. I'm the opposite. <laughs> Give me the hairy armpits. I need, I need some smooth legs. Okay. <laughs> Good place um, to end the first segment here. Yeah, yeah. Really, really went down a weird road there. Um, but hey, if you're going out to Bourbon and Beyond, uh, beautiful weather this weekend. I don't have any other immediate suggestions other than uh, it was $30 to park there, but it was very easy to get an Uber in and out. Or if you've got somebody that's just going to drive or drop you off, the main gate 
is closed from the expressway, but like that road, Phil, Phillips Lane's open, Crittenden Drive's open, uh, and people and get, get, off drive at, up close. get off get off at Preston if you're on the Watterson, and then yeah, or or coming from the other direction, Crittenden Drive, yeah. But you can just go Phillips Lane, drop people off right by the main gate. They even have a turnaround. Uh, so yeah, and uh, at the bowling lane, there was like six food trucks set up, and I'm sure it's probably cheaper than whatever they had uh, in there. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a good idea too. That's a little bit of a walk from like the entrance from where the bowling stuff is, but Bourbon Beyond's not really like it's not a college basketball game. It's not a two-hour event. You got to imagine you're going to be there a little bit. You're going to be doing some walking. Yeah. Maybe smart on the wallet to eat before you get in there. And then yep. what? What were beers? Roush nine bucks, eight twelve bucks, bucks. twelve yeah. bucks. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't cheap. Wasn't cheap. Ooh. Jeez. And also, I did. I mean, I did the thing where it was like, uh, so a mixed drink was fourteen. So walk up, it's like, um, yeah, I'll just I'll start with that because you know I'm not going to be here very long. Let's get something a little stronger. Um, they're like, would you like it to make it a double? Oh, sure. You know, not thinking that they would just charge absolutely double of that. So it was a twenty eight dollar drink. Oh my I- gosh. $28 drink for, for a double, you know, for two shots of vodka and a little bit of water. That was how much our dinner at Salsaritas was last night. We took the family up to the covered patio right there off Hubbard's. Oh, and man. yeah, we had all three of us eat for that. And we kind of balled out on chips and queso and whatnot. Oh, and you probably refilled your drink with Powerade from Mr. Blue Powerade's house, too. I, Multiple you know, problems. that we don't lie to our listeners. Their blue power raid machine was not working yesterday. Oh, no. The only small little hiccup to otherwise a beautiful, amazing Thursday evening at Salsaritas. Uh, It was great. It was crowded, but like not, you know, everything moves quickly in the line. I just went with the quesadilla because I thought maybe Lucy would want a bite of it or two. Uh, The wife got tacos. Lucy was more interested in the tacos. And we just had a great time. Beautiful weather. Uh, I also added money to my Salsaritas bucks, and it says next time I go there, I get $10 off, which is very exciting. I'm pumped up about that. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. There was a few people there picking up some catering orders, maybe for do the freshmen still play on Thursday nights in high school football? Because yes. it looked like kind of like a team or, order, if I were guessing, yeah, the catering yeah, yeah. that was getting picked up. But Salsaritas can have you covered for any catering needs, any parties that you got going on. I've got my family golf scramble tomorrow, and then we're doing a pool party, the last pool party of the year. Going to have Salsaritas cater that as well. So I'm going to be all filled up with Salsaritas this weekend. Wildly addictive chips, two locations. Don't forget about their spot out there in Middletown, right off Shelbyville Road. It's got a drive through Salsaritas was a great decision for dinner last night, and you'll equally love it for lunch or dinner this weekend or their catering options. We're going to hit our first break. Come back. The Cats take on the Zips this weekend, and we're going to preview that game here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. How much time? 30? 30 seconds. I'm on right now. I don't believe you.
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Excited for our Catterday tomorrow, the first night game of the season for UK football, the first uh, evening game at Kroger Field this season. The first yep. of hopefully, likely many as UK takes on Akron, 7.30 kickoff. I'm just going to guess oh. the SEC Network. Oh, no, incorrect. That's where uh, I was going to quiz you because this is a very Ooh, unusual yeah. uh, broadcast. And that you know me. I care a little bit more about the announcers than I should. Um, are you familiar with the, lar- the work of Courtney Lyle and Hudson Mason? Uh, I'm not. Not familiar. I, those those names could be like generate auto computer generated. I've never heard of those people in my life. Um, but they're going to be on the call for ESPNU and ESPNU broadcast. Um, so that's at seven thirty. Um, Kentucky, last I checked, is it twenty six now? Um, I know the line was kind of moving that direction um, because the Zips they have been. They've been bad. <laughs> they were one of the worst teams in college football when Joe Moorhead decided to take over that program two years ago. Uh, and he's 3-11 and 11 in two years. They fell by three to Temple and then won by three last week on a scoop and score in the final minute. They've got two quarterbacks, one who's a runner, one who's a thrower, and then they've also got a big guy. Um a kind of, um, uh, I don't want to say Tebow, but you know, you get the picture, right? Like put it in the fence towel and let him run over some people, that sort of thing. So uh, it's led to a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of turnovers. Um, but they, uh, yeah, Kentucky should be, if they can contain that quarterback run and identify when they're, the quarterbacks are going in and out, um, the defensive line should be able to dominate up front um, and hopefully put them in some third and long situations, some obvious passing situations. I don't know if we discussed it explicitly on here, but uh, when Brad White was asked about the third down stuff, um, some of it was just the, the you know, doy-doy moments where, like, people just have brain farts and do the wrong thing, right? Like, linebackers are going to the wrong spot. People aren't lining up right. Um, but some of it is... I think their average distance EKUs was third and five and a half, which is just, it's tough on a defense because if you play man, you can get susceptible to those pick routes um, and they can still get rid of it quickly um, and be able to throw it to the down distance, right? So it's harder for the blitz to get home. Um, but then if you play zone, like they can they can throw underneath that zone and still get the first down. So And the playbook's pretty wide open for the offense at third and that third and medium. So um, getting... Akron into some long like that's that's the key to getting them off the field right being better on third down is being better on first and second down so I know we've spent a lot of time talking about the offense but I'm just as eager um, as how the defense will perform in the in situational football on Saturday yeah the defense should be pumped up ready to go I appreciate your analysis there that's interesting and something that I hadn't thought about you think about all right your average down and distance on or your average distance on third down is about third and five and a half, third and five, third and six. 
for the most part, you think that that's a good job. If you're, you know, that's third and medium. It's not third and shorts. It's third and medium. It's not third and long either, but it's pretty realistic to think on first and second down, the opposing team may get two or three yards per play there. It's what I found interesting is that, like, you would, if you could tell me, like, hey, UK is going to get their opponents on average third and five, third and six, I would say that's great. But when you put it that way, that's pretty interesting. And it's a great point. In zone, there's naturally just going to be some holes. And when you only need to get five yards, you can basically just tell all your receivers, hey, get to the chains, find a hole. And then quarterback, you should hopefully have anywhere from, you, sh- you may have four options, but you may have one, two, three, or four, just based on who can find the spot, make that throw. It's an easy throw. You get tackled instantly. Boom, you're moving the chains. And then you're right about the man-to-man. You can do pick routes. It also if the if the quarterback has any sort of time in the pocket, can leave you open to a deep ball as well. All we'll take is just one guy to beat his guy, a good throw, and boom, you could give up six points there. So it is interesting when you put it that way because you think third or five or third and six would be a solid spot to be, but when you put it that way, that's pretty interesting. So what's the solution there? Just, yeah, you're just going to have to learn how to get off the field at third and five and third and six, which is kind of an awkward situation. If it's third and two or third and three, you can go a little bit heavier because you may be more open to them running the ball. In a perfect world, you get a third and 10 or third and 12, in which case, you know, you can kind of, you know that they're going to need to throw for the chains. You can almost be a little, you, you can be a predator trying to pick the ball off. It seems like UK gets most of their turnovers on third downs and especially thirds and long. So what's the solution there, Roush? Because it seems like third and five, third and six is a good spot to be, but that's a good point you bring up. Yeah, and even if you get in a short yarded situation, they're probably going to run it right on like third and two. And it's like, well, um, chances are good that they'll move the sticks, but I like Dion every once in a while to come in and and race some hell. So, uh, yeah, and, and that's that's where the the crispness of the details are, are are shown the most, and that's where you have to just like learn to play through them early on in the season, where. Um, <laughs> I mean, like some of defensive football too, you very much have to have this interconnectedness with one another. And Trevin Wallace, for as great as he is, it's different playing with him because he he he's overly aggressive and it's good and it's fun. It also can kind of get him out of position sometimes. So the safeties filling that holes. Like I, I I think a lot of it is like I'm just I'm curious how. A lot of the early season struggles, both offensively and defensively, they're very much early season. Like, yeah, like this is just like stuff you play through. But how much have they played through it through two weeks, right? Like how how much progress are we going to see? How, is there going to be a huge jump? Like the old adage is week one to week two. Well, how about week two to week three? What's that jump going to look like? Uh, that's what I'm fascinated by this Saturday because the opponent, they're not they're not great. Um, you can, some of your mistakes can be, uh, not as obvious because Akron is Akron, right? Like EKU punish UK for some of the mistakes they made. I don't know if Akron will be able to do the same. So I, I, I'm curious what their leaps will be. And it doesn't even like the clean football thing that they've said a ton that Mark Stoops and everybody's reiterated. I don't even know if it's in the form of penalties like that you can still commit penalties and play cleaner football than what they've done um the one stat that i was uh shocked by that clark brooks had the sec stat cat 
nine drops by the UK receivers, four by Dane Key. 14% of Devin Leary's passes have been dropped, most in the SEC. That's not good. No, no, not good. No, that's too many for Dane Key, somebody that talented. He doesn't need to be dropping balls at, at a clip like that. Uh, last week, going into the Eastern Kentucky game, I said that there's not much you're going to be able to take away. Don't get hurt. And then we threw out like a few caveats that we wanted to see. This one's more important. The opponent is probably better than Eastern Kentucky, but it's not one that should come into Kroger Field in this game. Be close in the fourth quarter. That shouldn't be the case. doesn't always go that way, despite what we say. But it should not be the case that this game is close in the fourth quarter. But this one isn't just a throwaway game. This one isn't just a get-out-of-here-healthy game. And obviously, you want every UK football game to be a get-out-of-there-healthy type of game. But I think a lot of fans, Roush, are going to put a fair amount of stock in this game. This is almost your, your last dress rehearsal. It, it depends maybe how highly you think of Vanderbilt. But you're, you're playing a level of competition next week, even with it being Vanderbilt. That is probably better than all of the teams that you've played put together. If they made an all-star team, it, it would be in the same neighborhood as the team that you're going to go play on Saturday in your first SEC road game. And that's the most important caveat to all this. It's a conference road game. So this Saturday against Akron, it really is your last dress rehearsal. Uh, and if you go out there and you look like you did against Eastern Kentucky or you start the game the way that you did against Ball State, people are rightfully going to be a little nervous, uneasy going into a, a game that I think a lot of people expect Kentucky to win in that Vanderbilt game down in Nashville, noon kickoff again in eight days. So this one is not just a throwaway, get out healthy game. You need to look, you don't have to look good necessarily for 60 minutes. Not everything needs to be perfect, Roush. But you definitely need to look a lot better than you have the last two weeks. You need to not – I do think it's important they don't look sloppy. I don't need stupid penalties. I don't – you know, some penalties are going to happen. That's understandable in the context of the game. We don't need it to be as sloppy as it has been. So, Cats need to look a little cleaner. They need to look a little bit more polished. Defense needs to get the offense off the field, Akron's offense off the field. And then – I really haven't had major issues offensively. Maybe that's crazy. They only put up 28 points against EKU. But you do the second half offensively that you did against EKU, I'll be fine enough with that performance against Akron. Let's cut down on the drops. As much as I want to see the turnover tire, Roush, I really don't want to see the right, turnover right. tire. So clean game, look polished. This is a big one. It's not a big one in terms of wins, losses, but I think this is going to be a big one in terms of how the fan base perceives or portrays the season moving forward, which is virtually meaningless anyways because they're going to go out there and play these games, whether the fans are optimistic or pessimistic. But you go out and you look good, and I think people are going to say, all righty, nine wins, SEC play, let's get it popping. You go out there and you look like you did against Eastern Kentucky, and people are going to be legitimately and rightfully so nervous about that Vanderbilt game, even though they haven't looked amazing. Vanderbilt that is they've looked like Vanderbilt for the most part <laughs> they, they have looked like Vanderbilt <laughs> that's a good way to put it um yeah yeah well and the thing is too is like um I appreciate the where most people are right now because it's like we you've seen big wins there's plenty of reasons to be um optimistic right like you can cherry pick stats for the good as well. Kentucky's second points per player right now in all of college football. Um, the offense has had some 
eye-opening moments, right? How much fun were those reverses? So part of it's just like, okay, well, let's just do this in the first half, and we'll feel better about it starting good. Um, and, you know, like, if Akron scores some touchdowns late, like, okay, maybe maybe that happens. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited also a little um, – I'm a little curious what the Krogs are going to be like because it is the first night game. How's the tailgate scene going to be? Um, last week was kind of weird. The first weekend was awesome, but it's going to be cool. It's going to be great weather. So uh, curious how all of Saturday is going to unfold. Um, and uh, also got a pretty good noon slate too um, to watch before heading up there. So uh, should should be all in all a good Saturday of college football. I actually think it's kind of a crappy college football Saturday. I'm, I'm, but like, I'm not one that needs my college football Saturday to be like absolutely loaded, like a Salsaritas buffet. I want it to be more spread out, and so I'm fine with like U of L IU at noon is going to get my attention, and then there's a couple other good games. K, K- on. State Missouri is at noon, and then there's uh, LSU Mississippi State. So like, that's three. That's Solid three games. games. Yeah, yeah. I wish one of those games was at 3.30. Because then the 3.30 slate just doesn't do it for me. I think uh, it's El Stinko. Yeah. Georgia's going to win by a million against South Carolina. Alabama's going to go on the road, win by a million against South Florida. Uh, Minnesota, North Carolina is a really random, weird game. Oh, North- yeah. What? Well, can't wait to bet that one. That one's super-duper weird. Northwestern Duke is your 330 slate. Western Kentucky, Ohio State's like interesting enough, but Ohio State's 30 point favorites for obvious reasons. So, uh, and then you get Tennessee, Florida at seven, but I'm going to be watching obviously the Cats once they get going at 730. So it's not the best college football slate. And I'm okay with that if it's spread out, but that 330 time frame, that's going to get a little sloppy. I mean, I'll be golfing at the pool anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But uh, it's not next week is really like the eye popping, jaw dropping college football slate that we're all getting pumped up for. Oh, so when, I get to go to a wedding for it. It's gonna be great. I'll be at a wedding next week as well. Yeah, at least uh, one of the many fall weddings I'll be at this year. At least the cats are uh, noon kickoff too, so it's like I'm not get a real nice base drunkenness before the wedding. Well, the other, the ceremony's at three thirty, so it's like, guys, you what? Gotta, Let's let's wrap this thing up. Like cats, take care of business. <laughs> in the devil's armpit of the day, three thirty ceremony. Which and it's not in a church too. So like I'm wondering how that's like I wonder how it's all gonna work. I'm the best man. I've seen a schedule, but I don't really know. Like I guess they're gonna do a cocktail hour and then like a um early rehearsal. Or not an early rehearsal, but like an early reception, early dinner. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. That is. that's So, like, the reception just starts at, like, 4.30 or 5? I, I, yeah, I guess it's like a – we'll do a cocktail hour while there's some more pictures taken maybe, and then reception starts at 5? I guess. I don't know. Um, it, it, like, the lights out, everybody out of the door, like, 8? That's weird. Uh, they, they only have it till 10. I do know that. Like they, they, the, it's a, cause it's an outdoor thing and they can only have the, that's a long day. Oh yeah. And of course, like I've got to be there. Like, oh, yeah, like, I, I gotta, I gotta put my suit on so like I can be at the venue to help him put his towel on or something and take a picture. I don't know. And then we leave and then we have like three hours, two hours to do nothing. And then to come back, it's yeah. But you know what? I'm just here to here to roll with the punches. 
you'll have a good time. And hopefully folks will have a good time this Saturday watching the Cats at the Krogue against Akron, 7.30. Akron's not a good team. They could easily be 2-0, and but against kind of crappy opponents, they could just as easily be 0-2. Uh, they split those games at 1-1. One and one. It's similar, though, to the other two games Kentucky's played this season, where on paper, this one really should be like a laugher. Kentucky should be able to do what they want. Kentucky's just, for whatever reason, sloppiness, mistakes here, some drops, one guy being out of position on defense. It just hasn't looked overly polished. Hopefully tomorrow they're able to clean up a lot of things, look good. And if they can just get, you know, if the offense can get into the 40s and the defense does what Mark Stoops' defenses do, don't allow over, you know, 14, 17 points, folks are going to be riding high going into SEC play. People are going to be able to move on quickly from this EKU game. If UK can just show this offense hitting its potential the way that we thought it would, and then again, I don't have major concerns about the defense, but um, a shutout would be nice too, Roush, if I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Oh, that could be fun. Be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun. Uh, let's get to the Thornton's text line here. We'll talk more of the football game as the show goes on. I do want to at least first, Corey Price texted in and said, one more fun fact I forgot to mention yesterday, Bruce Arians played and scored a touchdown for Virginia Tech in the first game at Commonwealth Stadium. Wow. 50 years ago today. That's that's cool, that's cool. Man, I, uh, I knew Bruce Arians was old, but that's pretty old. Bruce Arians too has had like the same ever since he took over. Because I, I admittedly, um, you had to be in v- very entrenched in NFL circles to know who Bruce Arians was before he got the shot as the interim coach when um, uh, Chuck Pagano had uh, cancer diagnosis. And then he just was like, all right, let me take the Cardinals and the Bucks to a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Turns out he was a really good coach. Why didn't anybody hire him to be a head coach until now? Why do they wait till he's in his 60s? Didn't really make sense. He did take the Cardinals too, right? Am I to the Super Bowl or he or he just had him in the playoffs and then he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks? Uh, I think that's right. Don't hold yeah, me to I, it. I don't think he actually took the Cardinals, but he was I mean, they were good then. Better than they are now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not a good football team. Scooch, you feel good about your NFL Sunday picks for uh, this week? I uh, feel better than I did last week, but that just means instead of 5-11, and 11, I'll be, what, 7-9? and nine? That's a step in the right direction, though. It is, yeah. Uh, in my NFL gambling league, I, I, took the, I took the Vikings last night mm. and pushed, pushed. Well, it it was a nice late comeback by the Vikes. It finished. It like at, it was going to get out of hand. Finished at six, loss, right? But they pushed. Yeah, it was six. Oh, sweet! I had him at seven, so I'm already one and zero oh this week. Woo! Hey oh, hey oh. The um, I, I loved listening to that that segment on beers with Spears because uh, the Scoots analysis for every pick. It's just like one or two lines. Boom! Next one. <laughs> Let's go. Love it. Rapid fire. We're we're big on rapid fire at the Spears show. And I do like the Steelers pick this week too, Scoots. Not yes. like being a Steelers homer, but I think people are going to read way too much into that um, that week one game. Yeah. Actually, really, the under the under is the play in that game. Well, and th- that was the thing about that San Fran Pittsburgh game is to me that game said a whole lot more about San Fran than it did Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I'm, I still I'm, I, I'm Kenny Pickett. I'm still like eh, I don't know about this guy, but it. 
I, I think that'll at least be a close game. Should be a fun game when we have a little double double dose on uh, Monday Night Football, which will be that'll be a fun little change of pace. By the way, I like we're out. The double dip Monday Night Football. They usually do it the first week of the season, but I'm always a fan of that. By the way, Roush, I don't know if you saw this, but Cameron Hayward is out eight weeks, so that hurts the Steelers what? big time. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Uh, that's not, so not keep good. that in mind. We read a little bit of this text yesterday from Levi, but just to reiterate, he does—he uh, doesn't take an allergy pill. He does raw apple cider vinegar with mother squeezed lemon and local honey. You put it all in a double shot glass, and he hasn't had any issues ever since. He's also heard of people taking alfalfa pills and doing well for their sinuses. And he hopes this helps. Go cats! The uh, the local honey thing is uh, like that's not a. Uh... He, he's not blowing smoke. Um, but the thing is, is you have to do that for like a week before you, it can get in your system and start to actually help you. It's a, like a long-term preventative thing, not a, this you is going like to put the honey in your mouth. You like eat a, it like a peanut butter. Like, you know, you put a knife in peanut butter and you just lick it. Do you do that with the honey? Yeah, have, you can do that. I have uh, a buddy that he, does that. It sounds like he, sounds like he mixes it with, um, his apple cider to make the apple cider more palatable because that's a bitter, bitter taste. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I get that he's doing a whole concoction, but, for but those, yeah, if you just if you just ate a spoonful of honey, um, it's a lot of sugar, but it's supposed to help your <laughs> your uh, your uh, allergies. It help you uh, adapt to it because that's all of the to make the honey. They're using all the things that also give you allergies. So it's like um, you know, it's like a flu shot, right? Like you expose yourself to what makes you sick. And it helps you develop um, the immunities against it. We're going to end hour one here, get to hour number two coming up next. We're going to talk more UK Akron. Uh, there's another, a few little quick hitters here and a lot of the Thornton's text line. And we'll give our college football picks at the end of the show. It's Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin We'll be back after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Radio. We go seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show nine to 11, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call, wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call, and you'll see it, and then you can listen to it, and everybody's going to have fun. We're on all the social media sites. Join us there. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We've got a whole another hour. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line. We're going to make our picks, and what else do we need to get to on today's show, Roush? Who, um, hmm, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? Um trying to think if anything crazy happened in the sports world yesterday before we get back to the Thornton's Texan. They announced Big Blue Madness. No, yep. camp, no camp out, which we expected because they're doing the Memorial Coliseum renovations, but we also know that they're not too crazy about camp out just to begin with. 
So it's uh, maybe never going to have camp out again. I, I think they will, but it will be very limited in the future. But this year, no Big Blue Madness camp out. Tickets are going to go online September 29th at 8 o'clock. And then Big Blue Madness will take place with the men's and women's basketball team October 13th, Friday the 13th. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, And then Kentucky will take on Missouri that Saturday, homecoming weekend. Should be a fun weekend for UK fans in Lexington or those traveling to Lexington for that weekend. We, We talk a lot about Big Blue Madness. I think we're kind of tough on Big Blue Madness. I think what we just try to express is that, like, don't go in thinking it's going to be your favorite UK basketball memory of all time. And as long as you have your expectations in check, it's a fun little Friday night at Rupp Arena, and it will be again this year. And when you see places like U of L that don't even continue their midnight madness or their their preseason hype events, uh, it makes you more appreciative for competent universities that do theirs. So it'll be fun. I won't be there, but. It's uh, If you've never been, go check it out. If you make it a tradition, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. The cheerleaders are amazing at it. It's just not the best like introduction to UK men's basketball that we're ever going to get, and that's all right. They're not going to take it overly serious in terms of the scrimmage and that sort of deal. So uh, go if you want. Tickets are free, or you may have to pay a, a processing fee on Ticketmaster, but it'll be a fun night for those that are there. Uh, it's just you have your expectations in check, Roush. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's 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 one of those like never been before that can be fun, but not I bet it'd be great to take kids. Like uh, you know, Duke gets just a little bit older. I think he'd enjoy it a lot. Um we had a thread on the board where people were offering suggestions on how to like fix it. I think a lot of it it's just like the the fun appeal just kind of went away once they quit playing it at midnight. <laughs> You know, like that was the, that's what made the, the whole reason, the origin of midnight madness was because they couldn't start practicing until midnight on that day. So everybody held, you know, stayed up late and you watched the team practice for the first time. Now they've been practicing for a couple of weeks, right? And then they have this, this big production and it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's not, not what it used to be. Hopefully once they redo Memorial, like that, I feel like moving it back there is just the easiest win you could possibly have for that event. Especially once it's redone. Like, it'll be like a nice way to like bring people in and like, look what we did to Memorial Coliseum. It, it sure, but it just like they're, they're selling out. I mean, they're, they're still packing her up arena for Big Blue Madness. Maybe not, maybe not every seat is technically filled. So it, it, it would come back to what you want Big Blue Madness to be. Like, and, Moving it to Memorial, what does that do to it? Does it make it a hotter ticket, make it more of a commodity where the people there are going to be more amped up and makes it a better atmosphere? But I don't think it's an atmosphere issue. I think it's just like what they're watching issue. <laughs> and what they're, what they're watching is mostly just like teams going out there and throwing T-shirts to the crowd. Yeah, and not and like practicing. And, yeah. there's a, and there's a lot of like downtime. And there's a lot of, all right, the cheerleaders are coming out. Let's put down the mat. All right, the mat's now put down. The cheerleaders are going to go. And the cheerleaders are great. I think they're that's one of the my, most That's exciting. my favorite part of the whole thing. I agree. Watching I them flip. They're <laughs> one of the most exciting parts of the entire event. But it's just kind of a lot of like, all right, now we're moving to this. All right, everybody say bye to the women's team. Now we're doing this. 
I, I think it's more, I don't think it's an atmosphere thing from it's a crowd issue. I think it's just they have so many boxes they need to check at Big Blue Madness. It just makes for kind of a long evening. And it's just like, all right, now we're now we're gonna have the three-point contest. Has anybody ever seen a three-point contest before? Oh, everybody has a million times. Well, here's another one. Like, you know, I think they could get more creative in what they do with the teams out on the floor. I've always been a big proponent of a two-on-two tournament. Take it serious, but, you know, don't kill each other either. Don't, like, go up and try to knock somebody's head off when they're going up for a dunk attempt. I think a two-on-two tournament would be a lot of fun. And you could even mix it like boys and girls, too. You'd have the men's and the women's kind of participate there. Sections can be assigned teams. You know, you get the the DJ Wagner, Trey Mitchell team if you're in section 223 and you win free sauceritas if, if you if, if your team wins the two-on-two tournament. I think that'd be cool. I, I think they just need – I don't think it's an atmosphere thing. I'm not blaming the fans for why Big Blue Madness so, is what it is. I'm kind of blaming the amount of things they feel like they have to get to. My, my idea is to just turn it into a Battle of the Network Stars event. No basketball at all. Just like men's and women's basketball teams competing in obscure challenges, like a three-legged race, um, going through the obstacle course, a game of tug of war. Just all stuff that is fun. That like, okay, because like, they're not they're not playing real basketball right now. So you might as well get them to do something fun that we can all be entertained by. So Battle of the Network Stars, Kentucky Basketball Edition. Anything. Have have some fun with it. Yeah. This year they just put out like 16 tables and they just have a chess tournament among the players. Or maybe not anything. Maybe not anything. <laughs> maybe not maybe not chess. Maybe not chess. Uh, text on in 502-414-1450. But that will make for a cool weekend in Lexington. Uh, otherwise, I would maybe try to like spend the weekend there. I've got Boo at the Zoo that Friday, though. Always a fun event in Louisville, Roush. You've already booked your time to go to Boo at the Zoo? Dude, it is September fifteenth. Like they're you're gonna run out of dates if you want any of the good ones. Well, I don't want to go on a Friday. I want to go on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Oh, they only do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's right. I forgot about that. It's packed every night. It doesn't really matter if it's like a Friday or what. It's always packed. So it's gonna be packed. Yeah, we know that. Hey, Roush, if if you turned into like a fun little family event that I look forward to every year. If you avoid Fridays, Roush, let me know. I'll go with y'all because I've always wanted to do it, and I don't have like kids or anything to bring. So maybe I'll just tag along with you all. If that's cool. If that's cool. fun, yeah. Okay, yeah. Of course. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We got. We usually get a crew of uh, moms and dads, and uh, the best part is that they have a like a dance area. And Duke just loves the dancing area. And he got very upset last year when we left the dancing area. And I think I told him that there's another one and there wasn't. Um, so, yeah, dad got in trouble for Ooh, that one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll. Kids, watch them. They, they, they're on to you. Maybe I'll bring my niece so I can fit in. Two years ago, they had the, like, basically the equivalent of a Hey Thunderdome. They had this huge kind of uphill area cleared out and it just they made this like it wasn't even really a maze or course but it was just hay bales stacked in all different sorts of ways and and kids were just basically killing each other up there Mm -hmm. running into each other as fast as possible jumping on the hay bales getting on the hay bales getting pushed off parents just watch from the sidelines and it really had like a 
early 90s 80s vibe to it where like kids were just getting destroyed and parents were like all right get up little billy okay you're having fun aren't you and then it wouldn't be until like tears would come streaming down faces until parents would like go pluck their kids out of the mayhem but yeah that was fun then it scaled back last year probably because it was just too absolutely bonkers two years yeah, ago and, and by the time that i got there they had already like shut it down mm. like for the year because it was too chaotic so maybe maybe no hey Hey, Thunderdome this year. I liked it. I, and I think Lucy's ready to get into the fray of the hay. And she just may come out. Mm, sorry, guys. Sorry, couldn't come up with anything else. Couldn't come up with anything else there. Uh, no, that'll be fun, though. Um, Big Blue Madness, October 13th. Missouri game the 14th. Should be a fun weekend in Lexington. Let's get back to the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. A texter says, it's uh, our buddy John. John here, good morning, everyone. Trevor will score higher than we all think. The entire Big Z situation is just plain sad. I feel like now Big Z seems to take this team to another level, and now we may be looking at the thought of what might have been, but I'm still not losing hope till the door is completely closed. On a side note, take the Eagles minus 6.5. They should win by a touchdown, mm. easy money. Oh, tough, My friends, John. catch you all later. Dude, John, got to buy the hook there. Good yep. thing we missed that text yesterday. It yep. is a good thing we missed that text. Secondly, John, and I've got I've to bet with John, What? why are you confident that Trevor is going to score higher in the, in the ACT? I mean, he didn't know anything in the math. Like, he just filled in bubbles. So, And the part he says he's most confident in is grammar and English. Yeah. Which, again, maybe he's this, like, secret wizard, but I've read more today from the Thornton's text line than I think Trevor's read in the last three years. <laughs> he's just not a big reading guy. And and uh, that doesn't mean he's not good at English or grammar, but, like, it also doesn't mean he's probably up to date with where commas and, and all that stuff goes. Trevor is just confident in the English section because he can speak English. I don't think it has anything to do with his ability to – do grammar and and stuff like that. I I think Trevor's confidence on that section of the test is way higher than it needs to be, in my opinion. I hate agreeing. I mean, I hate agreeing and like to not be mean to Trevor. We're not trying to be mean, but I agree with you, Scoots. Like, I, I don't think he's going to do all that great at all. Nine. The average right ACT up. score. The average ACT score is a twenty. Yeah, he's not going to get that. And those are people that like are in school learning this stuff, and then while they're still learning this stuff, go and take this test. Trevor hasn't been in school in twenty years. That's the big thing. Is like think of when the English when they're like, "What's the direct object?" He doesn't know what the hell they mean. A direct object is like I would don't even know what they mean. It's like what their the direct object would be. What the verb is describing. Admittedly, I don't know if I would if I could get an 18 in the ACT right now. Uh, I think you. I think it would be. Yeah, that right now it would be. Uh, a, a, you would have to be a good test taker, I think, to just get a 20 walking in cold. It's just so, like the science. Because our brains, like, because you can get like I got good at taking tests, like process of elimination on answers, and I think I would have some of those skill set. But you're right, like a lot of the. The stuff in that test is stuff that you just kind of absorb naturally through school. Whereas, like, I mean, it's been 15 years since we've had to solve algebraic equations. Like, I know, 
Like, I think I remember how you, like, move the X to the other side of the equal sign and all that. But, like, I'm not – I don't – it'd take me a while before I knew I figured it out. I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. And, John, I appreciate you believing in the big guy. I just wonder where that confidence comes from. Or is it just like he's my friend, I believe in him? Because I, I lean towards it being the latter there. Uh, text into the Thornton's text line says, sorry for the long text. It was a weird KSR football podcast. You start by ripping fans for being down on the team. Then you talk about guys not playing well and wondering where Leary is throwing the ball. Nothing to do with Satterwhite being overdramatic. Just concerned with what we've seen so far through two games. All we have to go by is fans. We could get it together and be fine. Or do these problems continue all year like last year? People aren't crazy to be concerned somewhat, especially this competition. See, what it is, Texter, and I tried to explain this at some point, is like, when you're in this job, sometimes like you only see like when you see it all in a vacuum, we lose our minds sometimes in this like in this business where it's just like all negative feedback. Everybody stinks. Devin Leary's bad. And Freddie took a lot of heat because he gave Devin Leary a lot of praise. And they're like, best stoops quarterback ever. This guy's a bum. And it's like that ticked him off because like Leary's been like the numbers are actually pretty good relative, probably better than any. Kentucky quarterback started four stoops through two games so far. Um, but, like, so, like, naturally, we get a little defensive. We we lash out some. Um, but, like, overall, I, I I mean, I mean, hell, I even said it Saturday night. It's like we haven't really learned a ton about this team through two weeks because a lot of the stuff that they haven't done well is stuff that you, you do figure out. Um, and if you want to know, if you want positive signs that shouldn't make you concerned, like, I mean, Will Levis was under pressure every single game last year, and Devin Leary has not been. So, like, some of the some of the problems are at places where we thought were going to be strengths, and I think they just aren't playing to the level they should. AKA receivers dropping passes. I mean, I don't I don't think that's going to be a long term issue. Like, I, I think they'll get it together. They're probably just going through the motions because it's they're playing bad teams. Same thing with the safeties, right? They let, read a lot of their headlines, and they haven't been tackling well. They've been a little out of position. That's stuff you can play through and get right, and I, I have a feeling that they, they will get there. I like the confidence. The drop passes, it worries me just because that can happen really at any time, and you just think against lesser competition, you should be more sure-handed. It makes me worry like uh, you need a big first down against Alabama and – Boom, drop pass. You just feel like, oh, man, we had all season. We know that this was going to be a possibility. Well, I, I hope they figure it out. I hope they clean it up. But it's probably going to be something that may rear its ugly head from time to time. Do you remember Barry on Brown's best game as a receiver? Mm, no. Was it the – no, I, what was it? He's playing the best defense in the country, Georgia. <laughs> um, the – he, he he's the one that I think I'm most worried about because he's great and he's explosive and they'll find ways to get him the ball and keep rolling. Um, but his just like play as a receiver, getting in and out of routes. Uh, Cohen had some pretty like pointed words towards the receivers about, hey, you guys got to bring your, your stuff every single time. So... Um, Going to be curious when they show up because he definitely showed up in that big moment playing against the best competition, and I think some of it was just going out there and kind of going through the motions against the FCS team. 
502-414-1450 is the Thornton's tax line. Keep the tax coming in. A texter says, Akron's about to get the smackerin. Thanks, South Georgia Wildcat. Good one, South Georgia Wildcat. <laughs> Zip them up, I say. The smackerin. I like that. I'm a man. I'm 43, says one texter. If you guys get a sports book to post the TKACT versus KP wins, I'll place my first ever wager. Wow. wow, you're 43 and you've never placed a, a, a sports wager or any wager or just any bet at all? What's the what's the context here? Yeah, I'm, I got – I was talking game one with my buddy last night. He does – I didn't know this, Scoots. There are, there are computer algorithms that can put together daily fantasy lineups. Yeah. So I, I didn't realize this, but like the strategy is – if it's five dollars to enter a contest, you have a maximum of 150 entries. So that's I'm bad at math there, but that's like seven hundred and fifty dollars maybe. And you just maximize your entries to try to win, you know, million dollars or whatever the, the big jackpot is. Had no idea that's a thing that people did. Actually, so Roush, I I don't use them often, but if I'm struggling to come up with a lineup for DraftKings, I will use those lineup optimizers. And a lot of times I place bets directly based off of their guys that they're putting in lineups. So say they're putting like three or four Yankees in my lineup for baseball. I, I go bet the Yankees because that that tells me that they like the Yankees to win. And more times than not, it directly correlates from the lineups to actual betting. Man, it's thinking yeah. right there, Scoots. Yep. I like that. Roush, did you see where the field of 68 didn't have UK's backcourt in their top 20 backcourts for next season? Oh, field of 68 did something that's got Kentucky fans talking online? Oh, no. I'm so shocked and surprised. It's, folks, I say this in 100% sincerity, something we don't do a lot on this show. Stop engaging. Yeah, like they're making money off of this. If there was a website called... James's awesome college basketball website and they released a ranking and it didn't have UK in the top 20, I'd say, well, this guy's an idiot. I'm never going back to this website again. I wasn't going to give it a lot of credit to begin with, but I'll take a peek. Okay, you don't have a backcourt that may have two or three first-round draft picks in it. That's probably a bad list. I'm not going to pay attention to you. Field of 68, they have a lot of resources, and they have well-established writers, but it's it's just junk. Like, if you've got – I mean, it's not something that should be taken seriously by people trying to con- consume actual college basketball news and analysis. Because if you were ranking the top 20 backcourts and you don't have Kentucky there, whether it's for trolling or for clicks or it's just your honest opinion, all three of them are things I don't want to be a part of or be associated with or I don't want to pay you money for that work. It's not work that I want to to take into consideration. I suggest you all do the same because it's just it's not a serious website, it's not a serious publication, it's not a serious organization whether they're trolling, whether it's their serious opinions, it's just trash. If you don't have UK as one of your top 20 backcourts, you should not be in this business. That's not a homer take, that's not a bias take. They may have three first-round draft picks in this backcourt. And you're not – what? And even if you're just going specifically by ones and twos and you're not going to throw in 
You're not going to throw in the three position, which sometimes can play backcourt, obviously. You're some what did what did that mock draft just have DJ Wagner, number four? I think having a top ten draft pick wouldn't be enough to have a backcourt crack yeah. the top twenty. Yeah, it's it's yeah, we guys, it's, this is this is very I just don't know. You're getting one of the leading returning scorers in the SEC. And, I mean, and like that alone isn't enough to be on there. It's pretty clear, like we're encouraging this behavior too. You know, like the the response is just like it's only making them want to do it more. It's like when you give somebody a nickname, they're like, "No, don't call me that." It's it's the worst thing you can do is tell somebody that you don't like that nickname. Yeah, I'm just saying that like it's kind of beyond like the trolling. Just like ignore them is what I, I'm yes, doing. Like exactly. A, and I think we've said this before. They'll release some other stuff that'll just be idiotic and stupid. And I'm sure we'll probably touch on it from time to time. But it's a very unserious business. And I would not give them a dime of your money because they're, they, sadly, they just, they don't deserve it. Uh, John Fanta's doing, um, he's doing a Twitter space today. I may hop in there, just rile people up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've got a Top Golf lunch today, Roush. Uh, which, which I'm excited about. My mom just totally, absolutely hosed me over on golf. Just invited me. We were all set up, ready to go, and then she just pulled the rug out from underneath me. Luckily, wow, Lucy nice, meets Charlie Brown. Luckily, I've got a nice top golf fallback option. Uh, won't be the same, but still somewhat excited about it. So maybe even have a few beers at lunch before I hop in the Twitter space, which could make everything even more fun. Well, John Fainer, maybe you can ask him um, how the homemade pasta was in Italy. Looks like he had a fun time on his honeymoon over there, sharing pictures. Um, although he, one of his bags, he did like the, you know, it's like a fanny pack, but you wear it over your shoulder. And so it's not a fanny pack, but it's definitely a fanny pack. I don't know why people were saying that it's not a fanny pack, but he has one of those and it is the largest. It's like, dude, that's a backpack. Put that on your back. That looks, looks like it would be very tiring to lug that thing around on your chest. <laughs> I didn't see it. That's funny though. <laughs> don't know what you're doing, John. The fact that Jim John Fanta doesn't play into do you want to Fanta is a marketing goof. Yeah, it really is. In a big way. Coming from the guy that brought you the sports stalker with TJ Walker. <laughs> a texter says, where can, I where can I find and buy a KRC shirt? I expected TJ to home deliver and take a draw off the kegerator. Got Country Boy in there. No free ads. Um, I've got them. It's just kind of the mailing out aspect. Here's the deal. Like the shirts are going to cost money as much as I like giving away stuff free. Uh, their shirts are going to cost money. And then if I have to ship them where at least where I go to ship the, with, with stuff, it's just probably going to be too expensive for you all to want to get a shirt. So like maybe I can home send them out, which I know a lot of people do. I just need to look into that. That's probably not hard and it'd probably be a lot cheaper. If I can figure that out conveniently, then boy, I'll, I'll ship them out all over. I mean, but it's like uh, it's probably only a couple bucks to to do that, correct? Yesterday, I sent. Shirt? Yesterday, I sent Levi. He wanted me to send him a poster and a koozie, and I've I d I've done that for a few listeners over the years. I've done it for Levi over the years. Although Levi, you only live in Santa Claus, Indiana. You're not that far away. That being said, I'm happy to help out though. I sent him a poster, a koozie, and then I threw in a shirt just because I like Levi, and I was like, hey, have a shirt, buddy. Yeah. And it cost $20 to ship all that. Did you go to the post office? I did. Huh. I didn't. I wouldn't know if that would be cheaper or a UPS store. Like, which one's the... Oh, well, the, you know what? Actually, it was a UPS store. 
Okay. Because I think I think the the post office might only be like five or six, but I'm not I'm not positive. Because yeah, you're right. That's way too much to to be doing that. But if you're in Louisville and you want a shirt, or you're in Lexington and you're going to go to a UK football game, I won't be there tomorrow night. But I can. I, I can travel around town and get you your shirt. So if you want a shirt, let me know. Let me know the size, and we'll we'll figure it out one way or another. Another texture on the Thornton's text line says, poor scoots, gullible as poop. I'm over our crap football schedule and slow start getting into the season, not excited about Akron at all, and ready to get SEC play started. Man, it's just I am on like a different vibe than a big portion of UK fans. Like I'm pumped for tomorrow night. I'm not going to be there, which I'm a little bummed out about. But I'm pumped to watch it. I don't know, Roush. It's just like I, maybe I'm still on summer honeymoon phase where it's just like we had nothing for so long. Give me all the UK football. I don't care, again, if it's an inter-squad scrimmage. That being said, Texer, I do want them to finally start to like I – want, I want to see them flapping their wings. I want to see the caps flying high. You don't want to ever peak too early, but I would like to see a cleaner game for sure. There is uh, – like Stephen Peake is in that where he's just like every game should be against a Power 5 opponent. Like, why are we wasting our time with these? And I'm just like, yeah, no, not, <laughs> not, not me. But you know, if that's how you feel, then you don't have to. Yeah, it is you know, weird. They're crazy like, over I, it. I, I, you and I think are in the minority, Roush, where it's like, yes, I want. I'm excited for UK Florida in two weeks at the Crow. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait for that. But like, I'm not mad about the Akron game tomorrow. Like, I think the Cats need an Akron game tomorrow. I don't want it to be Florida tomorrow. Uh, I think. With the way they've looked, I think they've also known that their schedule started this way and they had a little bit more flexibility and maybe didn't need to to clean things up immediately or as quickly as maybe if you had Florida week two like we've seen in past seasons. But this is kind of it. Like we said, this is your final dress rehearsal tomorrow. You don't have to be perfect, but you do need to look better than you do the final two weeks. That Vandy game, they beat you last year. Like that's that's Kentucky should yeah. win. I think Kentucky could probably play a C-plus game and hopefully win. But they probably played a C minus last year, and you got beat at home, and it was a really embarrassing loss, and it shouldn't happen again. But you need to look better. You need to show that like you are the more talented team. You need to beat the snot out of Akron and give Bandy a little something to worry about. I think they do. I think they do. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll keep getting at the Thornton's text line. We'll make our picks for this weekend. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big Roll X Sports Radio. Roll. TJ Walker and Nick Roush, Justin. This thing that I've become. It's going to take the light to take me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Battle is won. I'm glad that they use that periodically. Mm-hmm. It's a cool little mod. 
It's a solid, it's a solid fight song line. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Big Egg Sports Radio, 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We appreciate you listening along on this Friday morning. Beautiful weather. Gonna get a little warm today, nothing too crazy, and then just absolutely perfect temperatures tomorrow and Sunday. Roush, they are saying that it could get some rain showers at the Krogue on Saturday night. Would that impact? The UK-Akron game would seem like a perfect opportunity to get that ground game established and going. No, um, it would only affect the crowd, which in turn could affect the game somewhat. Um, Like you might have some people leave early and have the energy sucked out of the stadium. I do think Kentucky's 66% of their plays in the first halves have been pass plays. I think, as I said, it looks like they're just running a practice for the most part. Like they're not even trying to do what their offense is going to be. I think this week is more of a dress rehearsal for the actual games. Kentucky runs the ball more. Um, they establish that to set up the play action um, and then go back from there. So uh, that's that's why ultimately I am confident that um, the Cats, Cats get right and, uh, and actually do come out and play fast against the Zips. Ooh, play fast. That's been a big buzzword. It has been a big buzzword. And essentially, Colm is just like, you don't have to like – go no huddle to play fast. Maybe just don't sub personnel groups every play. It's like we're trying to get a lot of people involved. Like we don't, you know, we can just keep guys on the field for three or four plays at a time, let them get comfortable. Uh, and I th- that, that makes a lot of sense to me, right? Like instead of changing things up every play, like let guys get a few plays under their belt, get comfortable, um, and then they're probably more likely to execute better. Isn't he the person that would be subbing the personnel in and out though yeah exactly that's like he, they're going to cut back on that is okay the point. yeah yeah we're good we're good sounds like a uh, a good plan hopefully we see lots of points and a big blowout win and people are happy and not panicked but it wouldn't be the uk fan base without a little sense of panic oh yeah that's just how we roll mm-hmm. yep let's get back to the thornton's text line before we get to our picks of the week a texter on the thornton's text line says we were so close to seeing Scoots on next season of the Netflix documentary, The Tinder Swindler. Never heard of that, but I would love to be on it. I've also never heard of that, but I'm sure just I, I could probably understand the show. that People get tricked by on Tinder, maybe get financially out of uh, get hosed out of a bunch of money. Uh, not my type of show, probably, but I bet there's some entertaining aspects to it. Uh, we we would watch, watch Catfish way back in the day when it first came out. That was always kind of a funny show. Like, I, this is my soulmate. I love this person. I've never been more in love with this person. And then, all right, I'm finally ready to meet him. And it's just a totally different human being, like different skin color, different body size, sometimes a different gender than you were expecting. Always, always a classic goof. I, I'm a big Catfish guy. If I'm at home, like, during the week, during the day, it's either catfish or bar rescue for me. I flip back and forth between those two. Oh, well, that's embarrassing. And secondly, more embarrassing, you are a big catfish fan and you just got catfished? I mean, not not really. We, I mean, we only talked one day, so. But you thought you were actually talking. You came into the show thinking that you had potentially found a sugar mama. Yeah. And even in the context of not, you know, obviously you probably knew that this person you wouldn't meet. But you did think that you had a flirty conversation with a woman that was not real. I had a conversation with a woman. Not flirty. I, I mean, yeah, I got catfished, but 
I don't think it's to the extent that the people on the show do. You didn't write her any love love letters or anything? Yeah, because we stopped we stopped it, Scoots. You were probably heading on out to LA if not for us. (laughs) I hear it is beautiful this time of the year. Going out there to play tennis. Alex from Colga, I have a hot take. John Vincent Calipari will make a deep run this March. Oh, hell, let's turn up the spice. We will bring home number nine and ride off into the sunset with titles and wondrous, wondrous legacy. Kenny Payne will lose his job, and for the first time, to my knowledge, both premier jobs in the Commonwealth will be available in the same offseason. However, given our differences in ADs, Louisville will actually come out on top. I fear Mitch will overcorrect with his next hire because of his dislike for Calipari. Uh, Scott Drew's getting the first call if Cal leaves. That is that's behind the scenes, just like a well-known almost guarantee. Uh, if he wants it, he'll take it. That'll be UK's next head basketball coach, and it could be a very easy, quick process. But if if he says no to it, that's where I think things get interesting. Um, but that will be Mitch Barnes as, as things stand today, and things change a lot. You know, I think there was a one point Roush where Greg Marshall would have been a candidate at Kentucky way back in the day. You never knew when Cal was going to leave. Was he going to leave for the NBA? Was he going to leave for the NBA? That was like an a annual season thing. Now, so not so much not him leaving for the NBA. You'll still get like a college job floated around. But now it's more just like when is he most likely probably just going to decide? It's been a good career. I want to spend time with my family. I'm insanely rich. If the, if that is this upcoming year, as Alex from Colgo is predicting, Drew will be the first call. Uh, I can almost. I'll bet whatever you want on that. Um, for U of L, it's a little bit more interesting. They keep thinking that like Jerome Tang's going to be. I, I don't think Jerome Tang would leave Kansas State for U of L. I, I think that he would use U of L to get a, more money at Kansas State, but I don't think he'd look at U of L as a better job than Kansas State where things stand right now. And I know we have U of L fans that listen, and you all are just like, "That's so dumb." U of L is a much better job than Kansas State. I agree with that. I just don't think the perception for somebody like a Jerome Tang, who's already established at Kansas State and can already get to Final Fours and recruit well because he's doing those things there, I don't think he's going to see it that way. Well, it, it, it's one of those things, CJ, that you could see him either being all about it or like not at all, right? Like it's it's kind of like um, an Auburn like situation with Bruce Pearl, like well. He's actually got a good thing going. You could see him taking another big job, but like how active is he going to pursue that? And you also got to think about the landscape of where college basketball is going to be. Big 12 is going to have Kansas and Arizona in it. Like that's going to be just as good, if not better, actually probably better than the ACC, you know? So like how much does that matter? How much does he personally want to go through a rebuild? Um, I think that certainly the Louisville prestige carries a lot more weight than Kansas State basketball, but personal preference, is he actually going to to want to do anything about it? I don't I don't know. Yeah, it, I've heard this name thrown around from U of L fans, Dusty Mays. That's much more likely the Florida yes. Atlantic coach. That's much more likely a candidate. Jerome Tang will not be U of L's next head basketball coach. And you can save that audio clip on September 15th, 2023. It just isn't isn't going to happen. Alex, that's a bold take, though. It would be interesting if UK and U of L both had the jobs at the same time. Uh, guaranteed, one fan base would both fan bases would think they'd have the better hire, regardless of like which hires those would be. And it would be an interesting new feather in the cap of the rivalry. 
maybe you'll be right. I hope you're right about UK making a deep run. Uh, I hope that they bring home number nine. And I do think if UK does win the championship, I do think Cal would say, like, all right, good, good stopping off point here. I'm going to take some time off. Maybe later on he'll get back into the NBA. Maybe later on he would consider college basketball at another stop, just close to home or something like that. I don't know. But bold take there, Alex from Colga. Call in your shot here on September 15th. I like that. Wait, we can buy shirts? Don't be shy. Share the link. The people of Colga need to see these. Have a great weekend, guys. See, the, the, the shipping part would be a little interesting. But Alex from Colga, reach out to me. We can figure it out. I want people to get these shirts. I didn't print them off for nothing. Scoots, one last thing I'll say about the females. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't ever be afraid to get the stiff arm. Girls will turn you down here and there. It's part of being single. I can't tell you the amount of females that turned me down in college. <laughs> You know, Plumley, bro. I I believe this. I like. Yeah. I, believe that. <laughs> I believe that. Uh, they go on to say, but I remain proud because my sweet buns was absolutely shooting from deep every single time. I gave it all I had in the tank. There's nothing worse than regret in life, and it would be a very terrible feeling when you think you have potential connection, but you get chickened out by the negative thoughts. Don't be that guy. You are him, Scoots. These females want you in their life, but it's ultimately up to you to pursue that connection. Enough is enough. That's maybe Plumley Bro's best text ever into the show. Thanks, Plumley Bro. I'll, I'll heed that advice. Roush, there was a Sesame Street. Heated, headed of. There, there was a Sesame Street episode that I thought had a good message, and it was, what if, wonder what, try. And they No, you know, no, 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 no. It's, I wonder... What if? Let's try. Yeah, you, yeah, but they eventually shortened it to like the catchy part of the song. Wait, wait they short? Oh, the song? Oh, yeah, yeah. great song. song. That's a banger. Yeah. I said, I wonder what if? Let's try. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Let's try. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think it's cool. a powerful message that, like, you know, if you're wondering something, if you're wondering what if, Scoots, you need to go out and try. And I just, I go back. I can't help but just circle back to I think your wife was the teller at Churchill Downs, and you just you dropped the bag. Yeah. I, I, Mosby. I'm in the same boat. I, I've thought about her several days since then. Mm. I'll have you all seen the new TikTok trend going around? I'm sure you all haven't since you're both not on TikTok. Uh, Roush, how often in a week do you think about the Roman Empire? Mm, maybe like once a week. The girls are doing these to their significant others, boyfriends and husbands and whatnot, and they're all just like flabbergasted by the answers. Like even that answer, Roush, would have some people just like, you think about the Roman Empire 52 times a year? What is wrong with you? But you'll get some guys that'll be like, probably a couple times a day, if I'm being honest. And their, <laughs> girls, their, their girls just like can't comprehend the fact that guys sometimes think about the Roman Empire. <laughs> You asked me about the like about you know 18th century America. That's an everyday sort of thought for me. Roman Empire, I don't not know, as much. Probably a couple times a week, just like randomly through reading something, it'll pop up and be like, oh yeah, they existed. We also do read the the Bible every night to little Lucy, and you know the New Testament is very Roman oh, Empire heavy. So Romans, yeah, bad know, guys. Then it's, pro it's probably probably once a day I think about the Roman Empire. Scooch, what about you? Uh, not even once a year. I find that hard to believe. I bet anytime you think of Little Caesars, you subconsciously think of the Roman Empire. No, I think of Little Caesars. I think of pizza and how nasty it is. Little Caesar. You should have said pizza, pizza. Mm, so good. <laughs> uh, but you are right. It is nasty. 
It is nasty. Uh, but all, all, all that to say, Plumley, bro, I, I, your sentiment is, I think, correct. Like, you got to put yourself out there. Uh, should we read the, the Teddy Roosevelt man in the arena quote? It's a good one. Very long, so I think we're going to bypass it. But yeah, well, but we the, can. Well, that's that's a Tom Brady quote. I'll just well, I'll just give one of my favorite famous quotes instead. What's the worst that could happen? You you get told no, and how many times have you been told no in your life? A lot, exactly. Except when they ask you to work on Saturdays, and you say yes. We're that's still to be determined. I may not go in. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing an intermittent fasting this morning. I'm very grateful to your very descriptive opening segment about snot. I may not eat th- for three more days now. Hey, you're welcome. We just got to eat morning, ple- morning pleasantries. You know the you know the drill. Sounds like you're going to lose feel, some weight. I, I do feel like our 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 it's called morning roll call, and I do feel like our our show starts with like home room roush, where it's just you know for 20 minutes we just chat. And then, and then we get into it. Then the bell rings, and we, we get into the, the nuts and bolts of our sports discussion. But, yeah, we like to start the morning a little light, sometimes with snot talk. Sewers. Yeah. Don't really. I used to sell merchandise at Romp over in Owensboro. Billy oh, Green's hell yeah. Through and got to sell his merch for him. He's a super nice guy. Oh, that's cool. He has really cool uh, merch, too. Like, it can be kind of psychedelic, trippy. Um but um, yeah, I, that was the last time my buddy hit me up. It was to go to Rump, and we saw Old Crow uh, Medicine Show. It was a lot nice. of fun. That's a that's a fun uh, bluegrass festival uh, out in Owensboro every year. Texter, and I agree with this text. Appreciate Roush's tweet yesterday about his buddy's barber shop in Beachmont. I'm a South Ender, and I patronize all those businesses on Woodlawn. Oh, it jumped up on me. On Woodlawn between Third and Southern Parkway. Hope your buddy kills it there. Shout out to. So Negro's coffee, best coffee. Summer guys, yeah, it's it's it really is the best. Um, so good, and uh, yeah, good job uh, shopping local. Um, but yeah, I had to give my buddy Bueller shout out. He's getting the uh, Young Alumnus Award from the sales tomorrow night. So wish I could be there, um, but like taking games off, it's tough. It's tough. So that was a um, nice thing that you wrote about your friend. Congrats to him. That is awesome. Well done, both of you. Hmm. Both of these texts. John here. Good morning, everyone. Give me the cast about 30 plus. We Leary will be MVP with 300 passing yards and three touchdowns. Hey, going to play bingo today. Wish me luck. Trying to start the weekend off with some extra cash. Have y'all ever gone and played bingo for cash? Have a great weekend. Catch you all later. I have, John. It was $6 pitchers of beer. Um, so that part was nice. It was much more work than I thought it was going to be. Like, it wasn't, it was, yes. it was very, like, yeah, that, that was my big takeaway is like, it's, it's not like just some relax, like you just kind of hit your thing. Like, no, you got to be up on the edge of your seat, like dobbing those numbers nonstop. It's easily the most fast-paced thing older folks do in their entire lives is the the pace of bingo play. They yeah, could yeah. spend three minutes making a right turn, but when it comes to dobbing those little numbers, holy smokes, they've got faster fingers than Billy Shring sometimes, and it's impressive. So uh, <laughs> I've done some bingo in my time. It's it's not necessarily for me, but it is an experience. Like I, I didn't not I, – I had fun, but probably not for like the bingo reasons, and I didn't win anything. But good luck to you, John. And I, I like your football prediction. I'm pretty much right there with you on that one. 
The honey method is complete BS, says one texture. <laughs> wow. Shooting it down. Um, if being catfish was a section of the ACT, Scoots would get a 36. <laughs> <laughs> John says, I have faith in my friend CJ, just like I would for you or any of the KRC crew. And John, that makes you a good friend, but like, you know, you shouldn't lose money being a good friend. You shouldn't be betting irrationally. Trevor, he's just, he's not the most academic driven human. And the ACT is all about academics. So it's just not the test meant for him. But that being said, you're a good friend, buddy. Nobody will take that away from you. A texture says, I need a shirt. I'll be at every home game. How much are they? 20 smackers. And uh, gosh, I won't be there tomorrow, but I did give the tailgate. I go to a couple of the shirts, um, but I don't even think they're going to be set up tomorrow. So let's meet, let's meet up at the Florida game. Yeah I'll, be, yeah. I'll be the goober in the parking lot carrying around a bunch of shirts. <laughs> Um, Mook says he's catching up on podcasts. This week has been one for the books. One, Scoots' political opposition research must be wild. (laughs) (laughs) Two, Nick being bullied about his shirt by his wife makes perfect sense. Three, glad Cohen is back and hopefully 100%. Four, when Scoots gets back into the dating game, his, come on, we'll take on a whole new meeting. Okay, Mook. Uh, I agree with a lot of what, what you said. Uh, Scoots, speaking of politicians, did you see, and I always get her, I always pronounce her name. Uh, did you see Lauren Boebert? Did you see what she got in, Did you, what she's the latest with her? I don't know who Lauren Boebert is. She is the little, Boebert, uh, Boebert. yeah, she's, uh, she's a representative little, out of Colorado. Former. Yeah. I think she lost, but she's pretty. She's outspoken. No, and, she uh, I thought she lost her reelection bit. She, everybody thought she lost, but they called it too early. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never followed up, but it was, it yeah, was actually she, one of the wildest things from election night. But like, even her like her opponent was like dancing on her grave, and she ended up winning. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. But yeah, she got kicked out for um, a Beetlejuice a, musical. Yeah, for vaping in the theater. <laughs> I like hilarious. But, but it wasn't the it wasn't so much her getting kicked out or vaping that put her in some headlines. Um, Scoots, it was more of what she was wearing, which I think, uh, for your political, you, you may want to do some political research on her. Okay. I'll, I'll look into it. I did, I did see her. She is very pretty. So kudos to her. Uh, it was a interesting dress to wear to Beetlejuice, but Beetlejuice, think, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I don't think too many people were too mad about it. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get our picks of the week. It is a bloodbath in picks of the oh, week. Gosh. I'm so I'm so bad at picking games right now, but we're turning this, around this week. This is going to make for a better story throughout the picks of the week process. Right now, at five and one with seven points, is our buddy Scooter Dingus. We'll give it up. Yeah. In second, in second place with a woeful two and four record and two points, zero oh and two on locks of the week, just super embarrassing. Is yours truly and bringing up the rear, one and five with one lonely point is Nick Roush. Whoa. And we start with the leader, and that is our buddy, Scooter Dingus. All right. My first one, Indiana only lost to Ohio State by 20. Western Kentucky is a better team than Indiana. Give me the toppers minus or plus 29 and a half. All right. There you go. I'll start. We've talked about it a little bit this week. I, I, I was conflicted earlier in the week, but I think this is going to be a big statement game for – for LSU and Brian Kelly, I think that they cruise down in Starkville and, and they beat 
Mississippi State by more than nine and a half. So take LSU nine and a half, my first pick. Roush, what do you got? Um, I'm fading Northwestern. Also, Duke is 7-0 and against the spread at home under Mike Elko. Uh, Duke minus 19, covering a big number and beating the snot out of a really bad Northwestern Wildcats team. All right, I don't, I don't hate that one. Scooch, what do you got for number two? My one loss this year was a Big Ten team. I'm going to go back to the well and hope that that turns around. Give me Wisconsin, minus 20. Against? Uh, Georgia Southern, maybe. Georgia State. Yep. Yep, Georgia Southern. So Wisconsin minus twenty against a team you weren't a hundred percent who it was. It doesn't matter. It's a it's not Georgia and it's a team from Georgia. So that tells me all I need to know. All right. I'm a big fan of it. Go ahead and give me UK given twenty six points against the Zips. The cats finally click. I thought about making this my lock of the week, but go ahead and uh, just Bet it, because they're going to cover. UK wins by four touchdowns plus, maybe five touchdowns, 26 points. Not enough. Good time to jump on the Cats. Uh, they're covering tomorrow. Iowa State just lost a rivalry game in which their offense stunk. Now they have to go on the road in the MAC to Ohio. They're three-point favorites. Um, in 26 games with the spread around four, uh, Iowa State is six and twenty against the spread in those games. So give me Ohio plus three, the Bobcats. All right, hate Ohio that plus three. You said you hated that. Pick? Hate that pick, yeah. But good luck to you, Roush. You're you're one and five, oh, so you need to turn home. It dogs are howling. We got to change it up. Scoots, <laughs> who's your lock of the week? I think the there's. I think lock there's going to be a lot of points. Give me over fifty and a half for Indiana and U of L. Both defenses uh, have impressed in that one. Yeah, I, I thought about that early on, and I backed off it. I think Indiana's defense is good. So, yeah. We'll see. We shall see. Who's your lock, TJ? All right, my lock of the week. You go ahead, pop lock, and drop it. I hate this pick, but... I, but it's your lock? It's my lock. I mean, I hate that, that I'm picking it, but Tennessee's going to win by more than a touchdown in the Swamp. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't – I'm not even, like, a huge believer on Tennessee. I just don't think all that highly. But the shriek of Tennessee losing there, that's going to be their driving force, their motivating factor. They win by more than a touchdown. Take Tennessee six-and-a-half versus the Gators in the Swamp. Roush, last pick, and let's wrap it up. What, what if I told you that they already held a players-only meeting at Tennessee this week? Oh, my gosh. That's dumb. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I disagree with you on that one. Uh, Kansas State minus four at Missouri. I – they're just better. Can't score. Give me the Wildcats, the purple Wildcats covering um, on the road. Sold out game, but uh, Drinkwitz is going to lose it. Uh, this is a big one for Missouri that, like, if you want to just show any sort of punch, you need to win that home game against a Big Ten team, even if they are ranked. It'll be a fun one, though. Enjoy all the games this weekend. I've got Kentucky by winning by 30-plus. I think UK gets 50 points. I think Akron gets 14. So there's my prediction. I'm sure you all are taking the caps as well. Oh, yeah. Same prediction for me. I'll ride with you. Same. L beats IU by three. It's a close game. Comes down to the yep. wire. Tops aren't covering either. Scoots, hate to break it to you. Okay. Yeah, you, you've told me I was wrong several times this season, so we'll see. All right, everybody. <laughs> have a great weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big Ass Sports Radio. Yeah. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and producer extraordinaire, Justin Taylor. <laughs> It's a party, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party.